Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Black History Unveiled with me, Amat Levine, the podcast where we spotlight pivotal moments, influential figures, and groundbreaking movements from black history, from the continent to the diaspora. Next week, I'll return with the second part of the series on transatlantic slavery. But in this week's Minnesota, we're taking a closer look at last year's Dutch apology for the Netherlands' role in slavery. We will examine what led to it, why the apology took so long, and what it might mean for the future. On December 19th last year, Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte stood in front of a microphone in the National Archives in The Hague. In front of him sat a small audience, listening expectantly. Rutte went over the document in front of him one last time before looking up to begin his speech. Dames and heren, goedemiddag. And for iedereen die meekijkt of luistert in een andere tijdzone. Boemorkel, bon dia, good morning. Hier in het Nationaal Archief spreekt de geschiedenis... The 20-minute televised speech was an apology for the Netherlands' role in supporting, encouraging, maintaining and monetizing slavery. He said, quote... We who live in today's world must acknowledge the evils of slavery in the clearest possible terms and condemn it as a crime against humanity, as a criminal system which caused untold numbers of people untold suffering. End quote. 
Like several European nations, the Dutch entered the transatlantic slave trade in the 16th century. For hundreds of years, they brought enslaved Africans to their colonies, mainly in Suriname in South America, but also Brazil and Caribbean islands such as Curaçao and Aruba. Under pressure from Britain, which had previously been a major slave-trading nation but 1807 became the first European country to go against the tide, the Netherlands finally agreed to end the trade in 1814. Slavery as an institution, however, was not abolished until 1863. In many places, the enslaved were forced to continue working on their plantations for 10 additional years to protect the economies. The speech was not only an apology for transatlantic slavery, but for slavery in all of the Dutch colonies. In addition to the approximately 600,000 Africans who were shipped to the so-called New World, the Netherlands enslaved up to a million Asians in its East Indian colonies. The apology not being delivered until late 2022 probably needs to be understood in the context of Black Lives Matter. Famously, the movement emerged in the United States in the 2010s and revolved mainly around police brutality. But with the highly publicized murder of George Floyd, the movement had its international breakthrough. Although it may sound strange, I think so too, it seems that it was only in the summer of 2020 that many people around the world realized or maybe wanted to acknowledge the widespread problem of anti-black racism. As the movement spread worldwide, it adapted to address local problems and discussions. In France, the debate over the return of looted African artifacts gained new steam, while in Belgium, King Leopold II's horrific legacy was once again brought to the surface. In the summer of 2022, King Philippe of Belgium expressed regret for the country's brutal colonization of the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Even some African countries have gone down this route. Back in 2000, Benin, which used to be the Kingdom of Dahomey, which was then one of the more significant slave-trading African nations, apologized for its role in slavery. But European nations have long shied away from apologizing for historical abuses committed in the slave trade and colonial eras. In 2001, for example, Britain, Spain, the Netherlands, and Portugal joined forces to block a European Union apology for slavery. Instead of a straight-up apology, the group preferred a more modest expression of regret, much like the regret expressed by the Belgian king. In Rutte's speech from December of last year, he admitted that he had changed his mind on the issue of apologizing for slavery. Quote, I have experienced that change in thinking personally. I want to be open about that. For a long time, I thought that we could not easily take meaningful responsibility for something that happened so long ago. 
something that none of us experienced firsthand. For a long time, I thought that the Netherlands' role in slavery was a thing of the past, something we had put behind us, but I was wrong. End quote. One of the main reasons why European nations have resisted this issue is the fear of what an apology signals. There has been a fear that a demand for an apology will be followed by a demand for financial compensation. Not only for the suffering inflicted during slavery, but for the economic inequality and racism that has followed in its wake. Also, if European nations start paying reparations for the crimes committed during slavery, aren't there many other groups around the world who have been victims of European violence and oppression for the past 500 years and who also have a good case for compensation? Another reason is that the issue of a formal apology tends to polarize. There are, of course, tons of exceptions, but if I allow myself to generalize, those who are descendants of enslaved or colonized peoples tend to be more keen on European nations apologizing, while those who belong to the majority European populations tend to have a more negative view of it. For example, the people who view these types of apologies negatively are often careful to point out that no now-living person has had a role in transatlantic slavery. According to them, it's therefore wrong to hold people responsible by having their tax money go towards paying for exhibitions, museums, subsidies, or damages. And indeed, it is true that no one living today can be blamed for the atrocities committed during transatlantic slavery. But the Western world has slavery and colonialism to thank for some of the prosperity found here, so in that sense, European states can absolutely be held accountable, at least enough to warrant an apology. Mark Rutte expressed something similar in his speech. Quote, it is true that no one alive now is personally to blame for slavery, but it is also true that the Dutch state, in all its manifestations through history, bears responsibility for the terrible suffering inflicted on enslaved people and their descendants. End quote. But other common arguments against these kinds of apologies are that they don't change anything in practice, that our history is full of brutality and that we therefore cannot apologize for everything, that it is better to focus on forming well-functioning societies today instead of continuing to talk about historical injustices, and that forced apologies hardly make anyone happy. A telling example of the reluctance to apologize is how Germany has handled the demands for financial compensation from Namibia. During the late 1800s and early 1900s, Germany colonized what is now Namibia, under the name German Southwest Africa. It was one of the last places to be colonized in Africa, and it didn't take long for the Germans to come into conflict with the local population, a conflict that degenerated into horribly bloody scenes. 
Everything culminated in the Germans committing what is usually called the first genocide of the 20th century. Between 1904 and 1908, they killed 50 to 80 percent of the two indigenous populations, Nama and Herero. This is something I will do a whole episode on in the future. It wasn't until 2015 that Germany began negotiations with the Namibian state on what a formal apology could look like. The discussion continued for years, and one of the most significant points of contention revolved around money, whether Germany should pay reparations. It was not until May 2021 that Germany formally recognized the crimes as a genocide and agreed to pay 1.1 billion euros over the coming 30 years to various Namibian aid programs. However, the agreement emphasized that it was not compensation or reparation, but a so-called gesture of reconciliation. That way, the Germans avoided setting a precedent. They avoided opening the door for other people affected by German violence or oppression to seek similar compensation. Although the German and Namibian states reached an agreement, several Herero and Nama groups criticized the settlement. 2023, they even appealed to Namibian courts to declare the agreement invalid. Some of the issues they raised were that the money shouldn't be paid as aid, but as real compensation directly to the descendants of those affected. They also criticized how the Namibian government handled the negotiations. The government is controlled by SWAPO, a party dominated by Namibia's majority population, Ovambo. Since the Herero and Nama people were the ones mainly affected by the genocide, some of their leaders believe that they should have held the reins during the discussions. The legacy of German colonization is evident even today. Over 50% of private agricultural land in Namibia is owned by those of German descent, despite them making up just 2% of the Namibian population. Sima Lupert sits on the Technical Committee on Genocide of the Nama Traditional Leaders Association in Namibia, one of the groups suing the government. In an interview with the Christian Science Monitor from September 19, 2023, she says, quote, You cannot say, I apologize, without talking to me. You cannot say, I apologize, without specifically stating what you are apologizing for. And therefore, the money is a token in order for Germany to cleanse itself from its colonial guilt. It is not meant for me, the descendant. It is meant to soothe the ego of Germany. End quote. The Dutch apology has caused similar dissatisfaction in some quarters, partly among those who believed that an apology was unnecessary, partly among those who think that the apology was unclear or delivered incorrectly. 
Among other things, a group of six Surinamese organizations pointed out that the apology was rushed, and they preferred to have it postponed until July 1, 2023, the anniversary of the abolition of slavery. Others felt that the Dutch state did not listen enough to the views of the descendants of the country's enslaved and colonized people. Some opinion leaders and activists believe that an apology is not worth much as long as it is not paired with a clear plan for reparations. The only financial compensation linked to slavery paid out by the Dutch state went to slave owners in connection with the abolition of slavery. In short, owners received a sum for each enslaved person liberated. That decompensation went to the owners instead of the victims is viewed by a lot of people as a slap in the face. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. In his speech, Rutte commented on some of the criticisms of the process leading up to the apology. Quote, We know there isn't one right moment for everyone. There are no right words for everyone, nor one right place for everyone. And I acknowledge that the build-up to this day could have been better. But we mustn't let that be a reason to simply do nothing. We must take steps forward together. We must progress together. End quote. His speech did not mention financial compensation for the descendants of those enslaved, Instead, the Netherlands has established a fund of 200 million euros. The money will, among other things, supposedly go to a museum, monument, and social initiatives to improve education about the topic. Money will also go to new research programs investigating the far-reaching effects of slavery. It's clear the apology didn't appease everyone. Far from it but it seems to have had some ripple effects. On July 1st, 2023, on the anniversary of the abolition, King Willem Alexander of the Netherlands also apologized for the country's slave trading past. Vandaag sta ik hier voor u. Als uw koning en als deel van de regering maak ik vandaag deze excuses zelf.
The king talked about the horrific legacy of slavery and how its effects can still be felt in the racism permeating society. Quote, Slavery and the slave trade are recognized as a crime against humanity, and the stadtholders and kings of the House of Orange Nassau did nothing to stop it. They acted in accordance with laws which at the time were considered acceptable. But the system of slavery illustrated the injustice of those laws. As the Second World War highlighted more recently, you cannot hide behind the laws when your fellow human beings are reduced to animals and subjected to the whims of those in power. At a certain point, you have a moral duty to act, all the more so considering that here, in the European Netherlands, slavery was strictly forbidden. What was thought normal in the colonies overseas, practiced on a large scale and encouraged, in fact, was not allowed here. That is a painful truth. End quote. The king also said he recently commissioned independent research into his family's involvement in the slave trade, with results expected in 2026. A study published in the summer of 2023 found that the Dutch royal family profited by the equivalent of about $600 million in today's money from slavery in the Dutch colonies from 1675 to 1770. Later that same summer, after a two-day summit between the European Union and the community of Latin American and Caribbean states, the EU acknowledged that slavery had caused untold suffering. It called it a crime against humanity, but again stopped short of making any promises for reparations. Portugal was, in terms of numbers, the largest slave-trading nation during transatlantic slavery, shipping upwards of 6 million Africans to its colonies, mainly Brazil. Traditionally, little has been taught in Portugal about its dark colonial legacy. Instead, the country's colonial empire has historically been seen as a source of pride. But in April 2023, Marcelo Rebelo de Sousa, president of Portugal, said his country should apologize and take responsibility for its historical wrongs. Even King Charles, the new monarch of the United Kingdom, promised to back research that would examine the British monarchy's links to slavery. The jury is still out on how much these words are really worth and it's certainly not for me to say. But perhaps this latest round of apologies can at least put pressure on those countries that have so far remained silent. Thank you for joining me, Amat Levine, on this Minnesota of Black History Unveiled. If you've listened this far and liked what you've heard, check out patreon.com slash blackhistoryunveiled to access ad-free episodes, maps and pictures, bonus episodes, and more. You'll also find a comprehensive list of sources for this episode. If you don't want to become a Patreon subscriber, another way to help me is to share the podcast on social media, 
recommend it to someone you know, or give it a rating or a review on the podcast app you're using. You can also find me on Instagram under the handle Black History Unveiled. I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.